Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. All right, so trust, knowledge, loyalty, and regard. Now, those are the four components that make a great doctor-patient relationship. But unfortunately, as the title kind of insinuates, your doctor's no longer the boss anymore. And I think we need to talk about why. Now, we've been t- I've been taking you along this journey. I've talked about why you don't trust your doctor. I talked about, hey, why your doctor needs to be a health coach. But I think we really need to focus on this doctor-patient relationship. And this was a great question I got in um, one of our uh, past uh, video posts that someone said, hey, can you talk about it a little bit? Just so people can kind of understand, because I think a lot of times when we talk about doctor-patient relationship, it just kind of be this kind of catch-all term. But a lot of people don't really understand exactly what that means. More importantly, where was it before that it suddenly kind of went away. So I think that's what we got to talk about today. Let's talk about why your doctor is no longer the boss of you anymore and how that doctor-patient relationship has unfortunately changed for the worst. So I want to start us off on this clinical scenario. And then at the end, we'll kind of kind of, you know, kind of close it and conclude it together, but figure out how three different physicians are going to act three different ways. So you have a patient comes in, they're complaining of some back pain and some shortness of breath and a couple other, you know, nicks and bruises that they they just got some issues and concerns. And you have the physician, let's say physician A, right? You have physician walks in and says, hey, you know, how are you doing, Mr. Pierre? How are you doing? Please tell me your issues of concern. And after Mr. Pierre does everything, you know, Spilled the beans, right? Because again, you know, the guys don't like spilling the beans. After Mr. Pierre spilled the beans as far as what's been going on, what are his problems, what are his concerns, this is where the the split occurs. Because that is a very typical scenario. Patient comes into the office, says their complaints, says their concerns, and looks for a solution. Now, where the split tends to come around is how the doctor responds to the information they received. And I think that's where we're going to lead off into this aspect of the doctor-patient relationship and why it's been, I don't want to say contentious. I won't say contentious. But again, I've, I've been to several meetings, conferences, and just open houses where you can hear from the patient perspective this same old adage of the doctor doesn't listen to me, you know, the doctor doesn't, you know, respect me, doctor isn't taking, you know, what I'm telling them and and running with it. Like you can hear that over and over again. And on the flip side, you hear from physicians saying, hey, you know what, the patients aren't listening, the patients aren't, you know, following directions, the patients aren't. Like, so there's a lot of blame that's being spread around. And I think we have to kind of talk about one, how do we how did we go from the model that we had a long time ago to where we're at now? And more importantly, how do we continue to move forward, especially in the year 2023 and beyond, to make sure that this relationship is the best relationship? Because again, I, you know, outside of your family, outside of your spouse, 
the doctor-patient relationship is the most important relationship you will have because it's going to determine whether you live happier, healthier, like even wealthy. Like it's going to determine a lot of things because, you know, I always say health is wealth, right? But it's such a pivotal relationship that unfortunately a lot of people do not have. So we'll talk about it. So let's talk about the oldest model. And I call this kind of the active passive model of the doctor-patient relationship. This is where you had the doctor who would come in and say, hey, I have a patient in front of me. This patient has told me all the issues that are going on with them. Hey, patient, I want you to do A, B, C, and D. And that's it. Like the conversation was done. The directions were done. Like, hey, do A, B, C, and then see me in a month, see me in a few weeks, see me whenever. And there was no opportunity to have any type of back and forth any type of discussion, it was, hey, I say do this, you say how high should I jump? And that was a model that was the traditional model when we talked about the doctor-patient relationship. It was the model that everyone just kind of became accustomed to seeing and becoming accustomed to being a part of. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you were probably knee-deep into today's episode, but do not forget check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. But I'm pretty sure as, as I'm talking, or especially if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can hear why that is going to be a problem. Imagine you're going to your doctor's office for your ailments and they don't even give you the time of day to even have some type of rapport. That is what, again, that was the old traditional model. And I can assure you, unfortunately, there are a lot of physicians who are in that position who still operate this way. Whether they be in mind, this isn't like an age thing. You know, I got physicians uh, as old as me operating this way. There's physicians obviously older than me operating this way. There's physicians who are going to come behind me who are going to be expected to operate this way because they treat the patient like they're just an object there. Like, hey, you know, I see you there, but I don't really see you there. And that's something that fortunately for us, again, I, I believe fortunately for us, we have been able to move away from. Now, let's talk about some of the other models that have kind of came into fruition as we moved away from this active, passive, you know, I'm the boss, you are not the boss type model in this doctor-patient relationship. All right, so this second model of the doctor-patient relationship adds a little twist on the situation. So the first situation you had, again, this, this, this boss of a doctor who says, hey, jump, you ask how high. And never really cared if you had questions about why you were jumping or how high you had to jump or how long you had to jump for. It never had those questions. This model says, hey, you know what? I'm the doctor, right? Like I have the expertise in regards to medicine, healthcare, and what I think will be best for you. But more importantly, I'm going to say, you know, what is in the best interest of my patients? Last week, we talked about how health coaching and how doctors need to take a lot more characteristics of the typical health coach. And a lot of it is, hey, am I looking out for the best interest of my patient? 
So this model, right, which kind of, again, which kind of runs away and fuses away from the, you know, boss role of the doctor-patient relationship says, hey, you know what? Yes, I have a level of expertise. Yes, I went to school, residency, whole bunch of, yes, I've done all of those things there. So I think I know what's best for you. But more importantly, I'm going to make sure that like we have some type of relationship where I recognize what I'm doing for you is actually best for you. Like, I'm not going to just kind of cookie cutter it. I'm not going to just say, hey, just do it and don't ask no questions. Like, I'm going to make sure I am doing what is best for you. And I think that is the model. Again, that's kind of, again, especially for a lot of newer, younger physicians, that's the model that we are trying to practice, right? We're trying to say, hey, you know what? I'm just trying to look out for the best of my patients. You hear this all the time, especially you see online. Hey, I'm just trying to do the what's right for my patient. And that's where that model of a relation comes in because the patient is centered. Before the doctor was centered in the relationship, now we're trying to center the patient. We're trying to say, hey, you know what? What is good for my patient? What can I do for my patient? How can I do well for my patient based off the expertise that I had at hand. And a lot of people, again, love this model. A lot of people like clamor towards this model, like gravitate towards this type of model. And you tend to see a lot of collaboration that tends to occur, but not as much. But again, it still leans on the fact that the expertise is on the physician hand, All right? Now let's talk about it. All right, so this third model, this is the model that I love because again, you know the motto, empower yourself for better health. This is model is known as the mutual participation model. And what does that mean? This is the model where it says, hey, you know what? I'm a doctor. Yes, I have the medical expertise. Yes, I, you know, I've seen thousands of cases. Yes. But you are the patient. You have some power and control in how your health should be dictated as well. And we need to kind of figure out a way, how do we get to the middle? Right. How do we get to the point where both of us are in agreement of what is best for you? What is what is something what are the directions that you are actually going to follow? Because that's important. No point to be giving directions if you won't actually follow said directions. Right. But we know that if I include you as the patient in this practice of care, not only are you going to be more likely to follow the directions that we came up with, but you're more likely to be consistent in doing so. Because if if we can come out to a, a happy median on when you should take your blood pressure medication, when you should take your diabetes medications, guess what? You recognize, hey, you know what? I decided together that I should be taking my blood pressure medications. I decided together that I should be taking my or my diabetes medications. Like I decided that together. Hey, what's up everybody? It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre with another commercial break for the Lunch and Learn community members. If you've been asking, hey, you know what? What can I do to get more involved with the Lunch and Learn community? What can I do to get more involved with Dr. Barry? I got something for you. This year, we have launched the Lunch to Learn Patreon community, where you get access to a private Discord, access to live Q&As. Depending on the tier you select, you can even become a producer on the show and choose your next topic that you want to hear and even suggest guests. So I want you to do right now after listening to this episode, of course, is join me at drbarrypierre.com Patreon. Check out the different tiers and join me in our private discord today. I don't want to, I, yes, it's easier for me to let the doctor down 
I don't want to let myself down. And how many people, especially from a patient perspective, how many people want to make sure you don't let yourself down? It's one of the reasons why it's a little bit easier, right? And we talk about New Year's resolutions all the time. It's a little bit easier if you have a New Year's resolution not to follow it because you're the only one who knows that you had a New Year's resolution. But when you put it out there to the, you know, the, the world, social media, wherever you put it at, and say, hey, you know what? This is what I want to do. Hey, I want to take care of my blood pressure. I want to lose some weight. I want to gain some weight. I want to control my blood sugars. I want to do these things here. And I'm going to talk to my doctor about it. I don't want to let my doctor down, right? My doctor doesn't want to let me down. So we are going to come to a happy meeting together to get it done. So, and this is a model, again, this is the newest model, right? This, and unfortunately it's, it's sometimes gotten a bad rep Right. You know, you hear a lot of people say, you know, uh, you know, Google right, is not a doctor or, you know, Google doesn't have a medical degree. Right. WebMD is a big one as well, because patients are becoming much more proactive in their care, much more proactive in trying to get some information. And again, you I can tell I tell patients all day you can you can Google all day. You're not going to know as much medical information as me. But that doesn't mean you're not going to find an article or two that may resonate with you more that I haven't read yet. And guess what? If you bring that article to me and say, hey, you know, Dr. Pierre, what do you think about this here? And I read it, I say, you know what? I actually like this for you. Right. And we come together. Guess what? Now, now our relationship is bond. And this is the model. Again, it's, it's the newest one. And it's the model because of, and we've talked about this, because of the internet, because access has really decreased. Before, to get information on diabetes, cholesterol, strokes, anything else, right, you you had to go to school to get it. Now, I can go to YouTube, right, and Google, hey, what is this surgery I'm about to have? You're probably going to see a video of someone having a surgery. Like, that is how much advanced we've gotten. Like, imagine your patient is going to get a uh, a knee replacement done, and, you know, if hopefully it doesn't gross them out. They go and Google what a knee re- surgery looks like. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, okay, that's what my doctor's going to be doing for me, right? All of a sudden, they are much more tapped in to the fact that, oh, this is what's about to happen. This is what I want to Oh, this is why it may hurt. Oh, this is why my doctor says I need to take it. Like, all of a sudden, they're much more tapped in. So this is a model that I am extremely appreciative of because it helps empower the patient to want to take some control in their healthcare. And you may be asking, so, all right, Dr. Perry, we got these three types of models of the doctor-patient relationship, but what, does it really matter, right? Does it really matter whether you fall in one model versus the other, whether, you know, you have a mismatch, whether you have a match made in heaven, like what difference does it make? And more importantly, what can I look at to say, hey, you know what? Because I have a match made in heaven in my doctor-patient relationship, this thing improves. So we kind of split these up into certain categories, right? We talk about kind of objective data, right? Whether blood pressure, weight, uh, your cholesterol levels, your blood sugar level. Those are objective things that we look at from a doctor-patient relationship to say, hey, are we doing a good job? or a bad job, right? Like that, those are just kind of things that we kind of like, boom, boom. Like, all right, am I doing good? Am I doing bad, right? Because we can look at those things there. Also, when it comes to kind of behavioral aspects of it, again, when you have a match made in heaven, you're likely to be more compliant. You're likely to adhere. You're likely to obviously follow up. Like there are a lot of patients who may see a doctor once and never see them again, or they're supposed to see him every three months and eh, it turns in every four months or every six months and then maybe eight. 
right? So because of com compliance and continuity like is not there, guess what? I can't do the objective things correctly, right? Like I can't measure that your blood pressure is getting better, your cholesterol is getting better, your blood sugars are getting better. I can't measure that, you know, you're getting stronger, you're falling less, you're losing weight. I can't measure these things because I'm barely seeing you. And the reason why I'm barely seeing you is because you don't think it's important to, to see me as frequently as I want you to see me, right? One, because we haven't gotten to that point where we've established how important that is. And then this aspect, again, as a physician, yes, I, I, I've got the medical expertise. I went to a whole bunch of school for it. I did, unfortunately. So, well, not unfortunately, but I went, there was a lot of school. But the patients want to know that they're learning as well. The patients want to know that, hey, you know what? I'm growing as well. The like, patients want to know, hey, I have some satisfaction in this as well, right? When my blood pressure, and one of the things, I, we talk a lot about blood pressure, and we talk about how sometimes it's a silent killer. Because when your blood pressure is great, you don't really feel no different for the most part, right? When you have good blood pressure, you don't feel no different. On the flip side, when you have blood pressure that's bad, you also don't feel no different. So imagine trying to educate a patient saying, hey, you know what? We really need your blood pressure to be better because I know you don't feel it now. I know you don't even, I know it doesn't even change your day, but it's doing damage on the inside that me, that we may have to deal with in five, 10, 15 years. Like imagine telling people that and having people buy into that. So it's that knowledge of, hey, you know what? I'm getting satisfaction that, hey, my blood pressure scores are better. I'm getting satisfaction that, hey, my cholesterol numbers are better. My blood sugar numbers are better. I'm getting sat personal satisfaction from that outside of the satisfaction my doctor gets from it. Because yes, my doctor can see in 10 to 15 years if I don't control uh, these numbers, what they'll do to me, but I can't see it right now. So I have to have some level of satisfaction right now that says, okay, you know what? I'm rocking with what my doctor is saying, right? So I think it's extremely important for us to recognize that if you have a good match in your doctor-patient relationship, and I will stay matched because I'm not going to say that one, well, I'm biased, right? But I won't say one relationship is much more better than others, but I will say that if you have a good match with your patient, all of these other things I kind of just talked about will get better, will improve. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're trying to take care of your patient and do what's right for your patient, all things kind of come to where you want it to come at. And you know, I'm big on this, right? When it comes to patient satisfaction, and we kind of mention our four pillars of relationship, trust, knowledge, loyalty, and regard. When a patient trusts you that, hey, you know what? I've got high blood pressure, but I trust that my doctor can take care of me. Guess what? They're going to be more satisfied in your care of their blood pressure. When a patient holds you to a high regard, and says, you know what? I really believe that my doctor is the best person to take care of me. And if I believe my doctor is the best person to take care of me, when they tell me, hey, you know, eat this or take this medication or, you know, do less of something, right? Like smoking, right? Like when they tell me to do that, I'm going to respect their opinion to a level that's going to make me take action, right? So I have to regard their, you know, level of expertise to a level that's going to make me take action. And if I do that, I'm more likely to be satisfied in the results that I get. And of course, if I feel like from a knowledge perspective that my doctor is one who I believe I can trust with my life, and I always have to stress this, I think a lot of times a lot of times my patients don't really don't really put it into perspective that 
when you have a doctor-patient relationship, what you're saying is, hey, you know what? I'm going to help put my life in your hands because I hope that I trust you enough. I hope that I hold you in a high enough regard. And I hope you have the knowledge base to know that you're going to do what's best for me in my life, right? And at the end of the day, if you can do those things, patient loyalty just comes, right? Like I have patients, I haven't done outpatient practice in years, but I still have patients say, hey, do you have, a, have you, you have an office yet? Are you getting an office yet? Because of how I took care of them years ago, they are still wondering, hey, when are you coming back to outpatient medicine? Because we want you to be our doctor, right? That's the type of loyalty you need to uh, instill in your patient because once you do that, the satisfaction just comes. Right. So I think, again, obviously, I, I, I tell my I think of my patients as my customers. Right. As my clients, however you want to if you, especially if you caught last week's episode, however you want to swing it. Right. I believe that if you are doing all of those four components correctly, patient satisfaction will be through the roof, regardless of what a Google review says. All right. So let's go back to our patient scenario in the beginning, because I said I did want to kind of wrap it up and then figure out all right, which which type of doctor am I running into? Right. So, again, patient comes in. They tell me there is their list of complaints, right? If I have, if I am, if I am, if I keep that old model, that old doctors is the boss model. When my patient gives me those lists of complaints, I'm saying, all right, take some aspirin, take this, take that. I'll see you in a month. And I'm closing the door behind my patient, right? Like that's doctor A, right? I'm saying, hey, do A, B, C, and D, see me in three months doors closed, I'm walking out to the room and I'm going to the next patient. I'm not even giving uh, that patient an opportunity to ask me any questions. I'm saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, this is what I, this is what I think you need to do. Boom, close the door, go see my receptionist, book your appointment in three months. That's Dr. A. Dr. B comes in, right? That There's more of that, that guidance model says, hey, you know what? All right, I'm, I hear your complaints, right? I hear your issues. I hear your concerns. This is what I think will be best for you right? Based off my level of expertise. I think with your back pain, we're going to do this, right? I think with your, your, your shortness of breath, we're going to do this, right? I think we should do all of these things here based on my level of expertise and based on your situation, right? Because I know, hey, you know what? Maybe the type of insurance you have, you probably can't afford this medication here. Let me give you this over here, right? Maybe with the type of work that you do, I can't expect you to be able to do jumping jacks. So I'm going to tell you to do this here, right? patient, uh, Dr. B is going to take into account, all right, what is going to be best for my patient? What is going to be the more likely scenario that my patient is going to interact and do the things I want them to do, right? And I'm going to let my patient know that I am I'm coming from a level of expertise and this is why I feel you should do it. But more importantly, I want to recognize, hey, I know you got some environmental issues, work issues, all these other things that may be added to that. And I'm going to make sure I take that into account. Dr. A doesn't do that. Dr. A says, do these things right here. See you in three months. I'm out the door. Dr. B is like, hey, you know what? These are the things that I think you should do based on my expertise. More importantly, these are the things I think you should do based off what's going on in your life, right? Like, again, how many people love that type of doctor? Now we got Dr. C, right? And again, I'm not saying A, B, C is worse. I'm just saying there are different types of models, right? And I can tell you there are old doctors who practice in one way, young doctors who practice one way. So Dr. C says, hey, you know what? I, I, I hear your complaints. What do you think we should do? Right? So Dr. C is really trying to figure out, like, okay, let me see what my patient knows. 
Let me see how much knowledge my patient has of their ailments. Let me see what my patients has done in the past to see, you know what, I, I like that you did in the past, but maybe try this route. Dr. C is really gonna work on finding a, a middle ground on taking the best care of you because Dr. C knows, Dr. C knows that, hey, if we find a middle ground, guess what? Now we both have some level of responsibility. We both have some push and pull that it's going to take to get us to the finish line. We're going to do this together, right? I'm not going to just push you and say, hey, get to the finish line, right? I'm not going to just give you directions and say, hey, this is the direction to the finish line. I'm going to walk with you as we're walking towards the finish line. So Dr. C really makes it a team effort, aka Empower Yourself for Better Health, right? Dr. C really makes it a team effort to get you to the finish point. Now, you may be wondering, like, all right, as the patient, right, especially if you think about those three scenarios, as a patient, which type of doctor would you want to go to? And I think that's the fundamental question. The reason why your doctor is not your boss anymore is because you haven't found the fundamental uh, relationship of the doctor who you actually like going to. Some people like going to Dr. A. Hey, you know what? I got problems. Just tell me what to do. I'll see you in three months. I don't really want to talk. Some people like Dr. B. Hey, you know what? I got some problems here. I appreciate you looking out for me. I appreciate you looking at my situations. All right, I, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm rock with you. And some patients are like, all right, you know what? I've, I've tried this before. I've Googled this before. I've read in this book before. Hey, doctor, what do you want to do? Oh, you know what? We're both in agreement. All right, let's rock with that. Some people like that as well. So you, as the patient, has to figure out what type of patient am I? Right. I, we, we need to have like some type of test. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see where can, there's some questionnaire somewhere. Right. Patients need to have a type of questionnaire to say, hey, what type of patient am I? Right. Because if I recognize what type of patient am I, I'm going to recognize what type of doctor I want to see. And when I don't see the doctor I want to see, I'm going to say, oh, you know what? We might have a mismatch. But let me tell you, I put all of the onus on the doctors. Because if you're a patient, who likes Dr. A, if you're a patient who likes Dr. B, if you're a patient who likes Dr. C, the patient should not be forced to have to try to switch up because the doctor is a different. This is where as the doctor, the healthcare provider, you are supposed to be Dr. A, Dr. B, and Dr. C, even if you're not comfortable. But you have to recognize that at the end of the day, it's not your life who's getting put at risk. It's the patient's. So if it's not your life that's good to put at risk, I believe the 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 the, the, yeah, the the least you can do is figure out how do I mold myself so that for patients who like Dr. A, I'm Dr. A. For patients who like Dr. B, I'm Dr. B. For patients who like Dr. C, I am Dr. C. It is up to you, the doctor, the healthcare provider, to change your approach for the betterment of the patient. Because once you do that, patient satisfaction, all the objective measures, all those things improve. But they're not going to improve if you think you can only be Dr. A and every patient who comes to see you has to be okay with a Dr. A type of physician. You can't only be Dr. B and think that all the patients who come to you are going to be okay with you just being Dr. B and that's it. You can't be a great Physician, if you think I'm only going to be Dr. C and it's take it or leave it, you can't be that way, right? For the betterment of our patients, for the lives of our patients, you have to adjust. Because if you want to be the boss, which I see a lot of my 
lot of my colleagues always talk about, right? Like, hey, you know, we're losing our autonomy. We're losing our authority. Cool. You want to do that, you go after the patient. And you say, hey, patient, I know what type of patient you are. I recognize what type of patient you are. This is what I'm going to do for you. Like, you have to do that because it doesn't change any other way. Because if you don't do that, nothing else matters, right? So again, you're truly Dr. Barry. Again, we are, like I said, we are talking about how to, you know, how to be the best boss, right? Like, like how do we get that, our bossness? How do we get our authority back as a physician, right? And as the patients, I, I hope, hope, especially all my patients, you know, who listen to this or will listen to this, like, I want you to make sure you recognize, hey, what type of patient am I? Because if I recognize what type of patient am I, I'm going to have that match made in heaven in a doctor-patient relationship. Because if I don't do that, guess what? Everything else crumbles. And more importantly, my life is at stake, right? Again, let's, we, again, let's make sure we keep hitting that home. My life is at stake if the doctor-patient relationship doesn't match. Not the doctors, my life. And I'm selfish. I want to make sure I have a great life. So to do that, I'm going to make sure that I either have a match made in heaven or I work on having a match made in heaven. You're truly Dr. Barry. I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.